have you ever seen anything quite like Bednar last night? But I think I know the answer is you haven't, have you? <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty good, uh, Matt. He, uh, you know, he was so focused, dialed in, uh, ready for that opportunity. And, you know, you, you got two first-rounders, Ty Madden, which is excellent. Um, you know, it's, it, it was at a time of day where it was a little bit difficult to see, and both, both hit, uh, pitchers took great advantage of that. But they were both fabulous, uh, both of them really challenged the strike zone and it just came down to you know a couple of hits and and you know well it really came down to us just putting the ball in play more mm-hmm. often than, than they did and they're they're a very very good baseball team and their their season's certainly not over hey and john you mentioned putting the ball in play more and it was a really small margin the difference in the two teams and i'm always trying to find like this this hidden guy that you know maybe he was a key that nobody's talking about so what about De Bruyne, Scotty De Bruyne, and his role in that game last night, which none of us are really talking about right now? Yeah, you know, Scotty's a guy who has probably more Division One baseball experience than anybody on our team. Now, you know, coming into this year, he had never played in the SEC, he had never played in the postseason, but he's certainly an older guy. Uh, he's brought a lot of maturity to our ball club, and yeah, I mean, he's He's not going to go up there and, and get cheated. He, he's going to put a ball in play, and he's going to make make a defender make a play. And um, yeah, thank goodness for, for him last night. He had a huge at bat and he drives in a run. And uh, you know, he the thing that I, I really like about him is when he's got a runner in scoring position, he's probably going to get three swings off. Mm. He's not going to take a strike. He's going to get swings off, and I think that that makes a difference. John Corn on your radio, uh, John. This came up earlier. You know, going into yesterday, Bednar projected in most everybody's first round. The most recent one I saw, it had Will down at the bottom of the first round, round 24, going to Atlanta. And somebody asked this question earlier, and I'll pose it to you. You've got all the baseball experience. In baseball, in the sport of baseball, can one performance like that, that he had last night on that stage in front of 23,000, really shoot him up a lot of draft boards? You better believe it. Um, <laughs> I mean, you, it can absolutely change your deal a little bit because, you know, that, scouts are looking for how kids perform in the biggest moments. And obviously he shined last night. Um, I don't know what his track man uh, measurements were last night, but I, I'm just going to assume that his four-seam fastball had ridiculous RPM on it. And, um, yeah, I, I think he really elevated himself. The slider was good. The location was great. You know, um, it, it, really pure, pure velocity isn't isn't the deal anymore. It's spin rate, and, you know, his spin was just excellent. Because, you know, Matt, we've had this conversation before. When you're, when you're a hitter your entire life, a ball is flying toward you, and to some degree the ball drops. It sinks a little. Um, ball wasn't sinking last night. It's staying on plane, so you're just going to miss underneath it all the time. And when you have that skill, then it just makes your breaking ball twice as effective. John, um, I hope this is a fair question because it's out here in the public on radio, and it's about you know your baseball coach, and and he's in the middle of you know trying to go win a championship. But what do you make of the job that uh, Chris Lamonis has done and is doing managing this baseball team right now? Uh, he's done a fabulous job, and and listen, I I think in some regards, you know he he, he hasn't gotten enough credit for what he's doing, and. The first thing he did is, you know, kind of assemble a staff that's phenomenal as well. Gotro and Foxhall and 
course, Chiefs, bro, those guys have done an amazing job. You know, there's a great amount of discipline on this ball club. There's great leadership. Uh, there's great teaching going on. There's great evaluation, great recruiting. Um, these guys are very, very good at what they do. And, and of course, Chris uh, is not, not just a knowledgeable guy, but I, I, I think people don't understand how intense Chris is. You know, just because you're you're not a yeller screamer, you know, idiot like a John Cohen or somebody, you <laughs> you uh, that doesn't you know that doesn't mean you're not intense, and it doesn't mean that that you you're not really into it. And Chris certainly is, and um, our kids not only respect him, but I, I think you see them play really hard for him as well. And I, I just again, I, I just think he's done an outstanding job. Um, you know, I, I, I comes across maybe as just an internet thing. He's in the middle of coaching in Omaha, so uh, certainly it would you know lead you to believe there's not been any conversations. But I think a rumor popped up yesterday that tried to connect Coach Lamonis's name to that LSU job. Can you can you comment at all on if you've heard from them or heard anything about that? Yeah, you know, I mean, you. you in this day and age, you're not going to say anything is impossible. Yeah. I think everything is possible. He's certainly, you know, somebody who, whose name should be connected with, with those types of, of things. But, um, you know, we're in the process uh, of, of really doing some positive things for his staff and for him as well. So we look forward to having a long-term relationship with Chris. I, I, I think he recognizes what a great situation Mississippi State baseball is. And... Um, I, I think we're going to have a you know a great long term relationship. I think he, he's looking forward to bringing in outstanding classes, and you know we're making uh, real progress on adding to an already you know first rate facility, which is the premier facility in the country. So yeah, I'm not going to say anything's impossible. I don't ever disregard anything, uh, but at the same time, I, I think you know we're I think we're all committed to a long term relationship with Chris Lamonis. John Cohen, Athletics Director, Mississippi State, on your radio right now. Uh, so let's let's go uh, baseball mode here, John. Um, it's Virginia, it's Mississippi State tomorrow night, and McLeod presumably on the mound. What's he got to do to win that game? Yeah, I, I think he's got to challenge the strike zone. He's got to land that breaking ball, and he's had success doing that. Um, you know, there's no secret he's a little bit more of a fly ball guy, so we need that wind to turn around, and I think it will by Tuesday night. Mm. We need that to turn around a little bit for us. Yeah. Uh, we got to defend behind him. But the biggest thing is he, he we just can't give up free runners. You know, if, if he is challenging the strike zone over and over again, I like where we're going to go with this thing. Um, you know, if he gets behind and walks people, um, that's going to be a little bit of a challenge for us. So I think the elements are going to help us. I think – we're in a position to, you know, one of the great things about Chris's ball club this year, if you look, every time we've had a, a trouble scoring runs, you know, the next game we've come out and scored runs. And I think, again, that's a real credit to Chris and to Gotro and the Chiefs. You know, they're getting a lot out of a group of hitters. You know, I keep talking, hearing the ESPN commentators talking about an experienced SEC lineup. Once you get past the first two guys, <laughs> there really isn't any experience, not, not in terms of SEC play or postseason in the NCAA. So, uh, you're, you're dealing with seven guys who really don't have a lot of experience at this level, um, but I, I think we're getting a lot out of this lineup, and, and I think I think they're they're poised to you know to have some offensive success. Well, and and yeah, I mean Tanner Allen goes in there and goes 0 for four last night, 
And talking about some of those inexperienced guys, I mean, this is the first year through any of this for a guy like Cameron James. And, John, how big was that leadoff walk for him where he's laying off? He sees the spin. He didn't chase the breaking ball, draws a leadoff walk, and he's the one who gets a scoring started that eventually wins you the ball game in that one inning. Yeah, Cameron James is uh, just gets better every time he goes out there. And, again, another guy, never played in any SEC baseball, I think a year from now he's going to be one of the premier players, not only in our league but around the country, because he's learning how to have that discipline. Mm. He is doing a much better job defending the breaking ball, which is really what all those quality players have to do. They have to figure out how they're going to handle the breaking ball early in their career. He's got power. He can run. He's shown the ability to be able to steal bases. And you're talking about a guy who's six foot three and he weighs 195 pounds. I mean, this is a really good-looking athlete who is starting to figure out his game a little bit. So just so happy for him and how far he's come. But, again, I I really I think this guy has Hunter Renfro type of ability, and he, he's playing at a premium position on the left side of the infield. So um, really, really excited about what he brings to the table. And, and, John, you know, talking about potential, you know, there's that guy down there with Clark on the back of his jersey – which, you know, no pressure there if you're in a Mississippi State uniform. But I, I want to hear your thoughts. I I may be nuts. I may be building him up in my head. But, you know, it's like after he got in there, he started having some at-bats. He hit a few balls really hard. A ball just jumps off his bat. These other teams see that just in a few at-bats and a couple of rounds of batting practice. And, and even though he's batting eighth in the lineup, these pitchers that he's facing, Kellum Clark I'm talking about, they are being very careful with him and I think I'm seeing them show him a lot of respect at the plate as a freshman. Am I in the ballpark? No, I think you are. He, again, another young guy, never played at this level before. He's a year removed from high school. Yeah. Um, he's going to be a fabulous player. And, and the truth of the matter is, the guy can run. I mean, he, he, he's a, for a guy as big as he is, he also runs pretty well, which is going to eliminate a lot of double play opportunities. Um, He's a smart kid. He, he does a great job with, you know, strike zone discipline. You know, last night he had a little bit of a tough night, but I, I just think Kellen Clark's going to be, he's going to be a, a giant. I mean, he's going to be one of the great hitters in the Southeastern Conference. I think he's going to be a great draft pick. I think you're going to have to make a decision. Is he a corner outfielder? Is he uh, a first baseman? Could he play third base? I think all those things are going to get better, but I, I agree with you 100%. That guy is going to be a great, great player. John, from your perspective, okay, and you're you're overseeing the entire department. You don't, you know, like me. I focus a lot on football and baseball, and other people may focus on one sport. You're looking at it from the perspective of the entire department, and and every sport and every athlete, and how it even impacts you know the the greater, which is the entire university. So with with that understanding that that that's how you see it. What would be the impact if this baseball team were to win this whole thing, a national championship? <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know what? I, the old coach in me doesn't even uh, – I don't even allow myself to think that way <laughs> because I'm, I'm just looking at, you know, can, can we perform against a really good Virginia club? Because sure. that's – you know, none of that happens unless, you, you know, you, you take care of what's next. And I, that's the great thing about this coaching staff and, quite frankly, all of our coaching staffs at Mississippi State, they all get that. It's about what's next, not not what's down the road. Would it mean a lot? Of course it would. I, I'm not trying to deny that at all. 
Um, and boy, the fan support we've had here, Matt, is just incredible. And I, I think they can sense something really special happening with this baseball program. Um, is it this year? Is it next year? I don't know, but I will tell you this. We're putting ourselves in position to be successful, you know, for the long haul. I mean, there's, you know, this is the third straight year at Omaha. No other program in the country can say that. It's our fifth straight super regional. No other program in the country can say that. I mean, um, I, I think we have really set ourselves up for success, not only through recruiting with our facilities, uh, but, but also a mentality in that clubhouse of, you know, there's an expectation when you put that uniform on. I mean, there really is, you know, an expectation there. And we've had that conversation in, in recent weeks, John, how some programs, it, it's like a, a combination of the uniform, the name, the history, the fan base, that there's just there are there's a confidence with some teams and some programs that we're going to win, and then there are others that just maybe lack that confidence. And you know you experienced it as a player and, a, and as a coach. As a player, when you're playing at state, or if you were to talk to somebody that plays at LSU, does the confidence that the fan base has that you're going to win does that affect you as a player? Yeah, I think it can. I, I you just. Listen, these kids are human beings, and when you put that uniform on and you're performing, you don't want to let the fans down. Mm. And, and I just remember that as a player. You know, was, we, we had a, a pretty tough three-year stretch. We are hosting regionals in Starkville, and we're not getting it done in those regionals. And I think a ton of the reason, a big reason, is you know, we just don't want to let the fans down. That can't be part of your mindset. Your mindset is about your preparation. It's about... Uh, it's not about an opponent. It's not about the fans. It's not about any of that. You, you have to make the game your own. You have to beat the game. You have to compete with the game. When those other things enter your mind, it, it can be really destructive. So I, I think before and after a game, and, and even during the game, I, I think our fans do a great job of lifting our players up. Um, there's no question that that matters. But, you, you know, as a player, you can't get into that deal of, oh, my God, am I going to disappoint people if we don't play well? Just, mm. hey, we're just going to play as hard as we can and let everything else take care of itself. John Cohen, Athletics Director of Mississippi State on your radio. Um, last thing, John, this came out earlier today. The, the decision in the Austin case from the Supreme Court of the United States says that uh, the NCAA can no longer keep schools from providing athletes with education-related benefits like free laptops or postgraduate internships. Um, and I, I found myself wondering, you know, am I too old to get a postgraduate paid internship? I probably am. <laughs> but, you know, I'm probably past that statute of limitations. But what your thoughts when that decision happened today? Well, I, I think with all of these decisions, I think there's some positives, and I think there, there's some challenges. Uh, and, 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 again, we'll, we're not going to really know to the full extent um, – how this affects us until four or five years down the road. But I am all about providing opportunities for student athletes. But, you know, for every opportunity that's granted, in some respects, it might take away from the opportunities of others. And what I mean by that is there's a finite amount of opportunity and there's a finite amount of, uh, you know, financial support. Mm -hmm. And so where some might gain, others might fall back. And, and so, I, again, it sounds like something incredibly positive, and I think it will be, you know, something that is positive to a certain extent, but there will be some challenges that come with it. 
certainly some challenges depending on you know which league and conference you operate in, which has a lot to do with that bottom line, I'm sure. John, um, really do appreciate some time here today. I know uh, you, just like us, are excited to watch another baseball game in Omaha, uh, and that'll be here before we know it. Thank you so much. Thank you, Matt. Hell State. Hell State. Talk to you soon. That's John Cohen.